Hello there, you Awakening Wonders on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you download your podcasts. We really appreciate you, our listeners, and want to bring you more content. We will be delivering a podcast every day, seven days a week. Every single day, you'll get a detailed breakdown of current topics that the mainstream media should be covering. But if they are covering, they're amplifying establishment messages and not telling you the truth. Once a week, we bring you in-depth conversations with guests like Jordan Peterson, RFK Jr., Sam Harris, Vandana Shiva, Gabor Mate, and many more. Now enjoy this episode of Stay Free with Russell Brand. Remember, there's an episode every single day to educate and elevate our consciousness together. Stay free and enjoy the episode. Hello there, you Awakening Wonders. Thanks for joining us on our voyage to truth and freedom. A voyage that surely involves comedy, awakening, bliss, joy, ecstasy, amusement, coming together in transcendent states that sometimes require a genius like Dave Chappelle or Ricky Gervais to bring about curious states by evoking thoughts and notions and scenarios and characters that many people wouldn't observe, spot or consider pondering. Dave Chappelle's special is obviously incredibly popular and maybe marks a transitional moment in the culture wars. Certainly what it does mark is that when it comes to it, if something is profitable, people will back it. This is going to be an interesting thing that plays out over the next 12 months, I would imagine. How can you still deploy the rhetoric of wokeism while acknowledging that there are growing markets for people that are critical of some of the ideals within it? One of the things I think is particularly interesting is while Dave Chappelle clearly makes jokes in the special about trans folk or disabled people, he's obviously joking. And also, significantly, there's a point in his stand-up special where he talks admiringly of trans people, beyond acceptingly, admiringly. And none of the news outlets that are critiquing him mention that because I believe to include that nuance would dilute their own arguments. In short, they enjoy their own outrage. They're high on the smell of their own gaseous outrage. They don't want to go, well, actually, Dave Chappelle's probably joking about that. So let's have a look at some moments from Dave Chappelle's special and talk about the way that the mainstream media likes to use deliberately denuanced attacks on cultural artifacts in order to stoke tensions and conflict. And the only thing that got me out of that space was a comedian friend of mine, the late, great Norm MacDonald. That's right. Shout out to Norm. And what Norm did, which I'll never forget, is he knew that I was the biggest Jim Carrey fan in the world. Now, I'm not going to go all into it, but Jim Carrey is talented in a way that you can't practice or rehearse. What a God-given talent. I was fascinated with him. And Norm knew that. And he called me up and he goes, Dave, um, he says, I'm doing a movie with Jim Carrey. Um, Do you want to meet him? And I said, fuck Yes, I do. And it was the first time I could remember since my father died being excited. And the movie was called Man on the Moon. I didn't know any of this. And in this movie, Jim Carrey was playing another comedian I admired, the late, great Andy Kaufman. Yes, and Jim Carrey was so immersed in that role that from the moment he woke up to the time he went to bed at night, he would live his life as Andy Kaufman. I didn't know that. When they said cut, this nigga was still (laughs) Andy Kaufman. So much so that everybody on the crew called him Andy. I didn't know any of that. I just went there to meet him, and when he walked into the room where we were supposed to meet, I screamed, Jim Carrey! And everyone said, no! (laughs) Call him Andy. And I didn't understand. 
And then he came over and he was acting weird. I didn't know he was acting like Andy Kaufman. He's just like, hey, how you doing? And I was like, hello. <laughs> Andy? <laughs> now, in hindsight, how fucking lucky am I that I got to see one of the greatest artists of my time immersed in one of his most challenging processes ever. Very lucky to have seen that. But as it was happening, I was very disappointed. <laughs> because I wanted to meet Jim Carrey, and I had to pretend this nigga was Andy Kaufman all afternoon. And he was clearly Jim Carrey. I could look at him and I could see he was Jim Carrey. Anyway, I say all that to say, that's how trans people make me feel. Even that taken at face value, it's plain that what Dave Chappelle is doing is playing with the outrage of previous comments around trans people and trans issues. Obvious that it's a kind of mirth-oriented endeavour. It's comedy, after all. And I sometimes feel that the new Puritanism that's at play in our culture is deliberately trying to extract aspects of our nature that are rather beautiful. The ability to playfully ridicule, the ability to joke, the area that are seemingly most under attack include humour, sexuality in an extraordinary way. And I think that's about shutting down natural impulses, making people feel constantly concerned, twitchy, paranoid, uncertain. And figures like Dave Chappelle who meddles in and directs rather artfully, obviously, chaos and uncertainty and ambiguity are under attack precisely because they're willing to walk into these areas. As I said to you, elsewhere in the same special, Dave Chappelle talks admiringly of trans people and like what it takes to be a man and what it takes to be a dreamer and how you don't need to be able to understand somebody in order to be able to respect them. And in any honest critique of that show, you would have to say, he does also say this, so plainly he's got a quite evolved perspective, but they don't want evolved perspectives. What they want is a kind of state of stasis and nervousness and anxiety. There's a kind of relish behind attacking other people. As a person that's been subject to public attacks myself, what I recognise is that nuance is sort of stripped away. Anything that doesn't make a situation look as bad as possible is extracted, diluted, denied, removed, eliminated, as if what's being offered is objective analysis from a group that have no skin in the game, when in all actuality what you have is participants in a cultural endeavour offering a very particular perspective on a subject in order to achieve a particular result. In the case of Dave Chappelle, that result is just ongoing tension, conflict, creating disorientation around where people are supposed to stand with their social roles. I feel that most people from across the political spectrum are generally speaking, if they're living lives where they're free from agitation and oppression, broadly kind and polite to other people. I think it's very rare that you see people hyped up into states of hatred. Indeed, I think it requires a degree of instigation to create it. But if your cultural environment is one of uncertainty, censorship, doubt, denial, removal of nuance, removal of humour, it, I think, increases the problems that these legacy media outlets are claiming to address. He's plainly joking when he says, I love punching down. All of the stand-up around disabled people is ironic and layered and new nuanced and sophisticated. And this nuance and sophistication is going to be necessary if we're going to continue to navigate territory like this. What is the ultimate end of the culture war? Do you think that one side's going to 
win and one side's going to lose, you're going to eliminate all people that are traditional, eliminate all people that are conservative, or eliminate all people that are progressive. Of course not. It's more or less a kind of, I don't know, it may not be 50-50, I don't know, because one thing I've learned is professional metropolitan biases are loud voices, but potentially small demographics. But nevertheless, the obvious answer is we're going to have to become tolerant of one another, tolerant of people that live differently, even if that living differently means conservative or traditional or taking time with one another to understand that at the deepest possible level, a level that can indeed be attained by using the sophisticated type of thinking and analysis deployed expertly by a genius like Dave Chappelle, that we actually can find common ground with one another. Who do you think has a better, more open-hearted perspective on cultural issues, oppression, personal change, personal transition, corruption, bias, prejudice, bigotry, Dave Chappelle, or a legacy media hack that's plainly there to generate and amplify hatred? It's pretty obvious, isn't it? But what's required is more of this kind of comedy, more exploration around the complexity, around sexuality, power dynamics, different emergent cultural groups. For hundreds of thousands of years, we've lived in tribal groups that wouldn't have known very much about the cultures and customs of other groups. For hundreds and thousands of years, we've known that members of communities have different ways of identifying that don't fit within narrow biological parameters, and it hasn't been cause for outrage or aggression or condemnation. There's no question that there's prejudice and bigotry across society, but by continually highlighting a particular type of prejudice and bigotry, you once again veil and marginalise a greater set of inequalities that are practised at the economic and class level. And like Dave Chappelle's, again, offers us the kind of gel ignite to reimagine the kind of territories that we live within, and also gives us all a degree of interpersonal and social freedom to engage in discussions and conversations with one another in good faith. So I would say that comedy and good humour like this is a necessary tool, and the censorship of it, and indeed, were it not for the financial success of Dave Chappelle and Ricky Gervais and the success of their shows, they would be cancelled and shut down. Netflix would cancel it, but they've looked at, oh, people like this stuff. You know, when you get Dave Chappelle get on Rotten Tomatoes 3% critic score, 97% audience score, they start to notice in the end, oh, okay, we're going to have to let this pass. We're going to have to let this succeed. And what we're getting now is a culture that's fracturing all over the place. There are whole new demographics. There are new emergent market forces. There are new independent media forces, whether it's Oliver Anthony or Sound of Freedom. It's clear that new markets are appearing. And beyond markets, because I don't think it is just economics, and I hope it gets beyond economics, because what needs to be served is complexity and nuance itself. The fact that we can live alongside one another if people are Republican or conservative or liberal or progressive or leftist, it doesn't actually matter that much, particularly not once you recognise this key idea. It doesn't benefit any of us to aggregate power centrally to the degree where whole nations are being subjugated by globalist ideology. I think that the culture war is utilised in order to generate conflict and division to distract us from issues that are more significant. And when I say more significant, I don't mean that identity issues or the struggles of oppressed people across the world are not important. Of course they are. What I'm saying is, is the people that are using these arguments don't care about them and they care even less about developing movements that could generate actual change, that could prevent Congress being so beset with corruption that you can't do anything to stop people investing in stocks and shares of companies and organisations that they regulate. There's no possibility of developing meaningful
meaningful cultural change as long as we're all at war with one another under the most bogus of pretenses. In this case, the pretense being that Dave Chappelle is a malign and malignant force. I don't think anyone who watches that special could come away thinking anything other than, oh no, he has respect for trans people and he's making jokes. He's simultaneously joking about the culture, the reaction to previous specials, the ludicrousness of the situation that Jim Carrey was in, playing with the idea of identity itself. He makes loads of jokes about race. He's clearly interested in creating conversation and a dynamic set of circumstances. And that's what good comedians are able to expertly do. And if you watch that special, that's what you'll see happen. What you won't see happen is the generation of division and hatred. Where you will see the generation of division and hatred is in the legacy media outlets that are claiming to be policing, curtailing, controlling it. We're here to help you. No. What you're here to do is to amplify the message of the powerful, disempower ordinary people, primarily by turning them against one another and not highlighting the many, many thousands of issues around which we could be galvanized, mobilized and united. But that's just what I think. If you can, stay free. No, here's the fucking news.